The drumbeats of war sounding more loudly, not in the Middle East, not with China. This time it's Eastern Europe with the threat of Russia invading Ukraine. The ominous threat from Putin is causing a swirl of activity in the West to prevent war from breaking out. The threat of war threatens to undo the dream of China holding the world stage for the Winter Olympics in Beijing. But that's another story. Russia has now deployed hundreds, yes, hundreds of military trains packed with troops to straddle the border with Ukraine. U.S. President Biden has ordered 8,500 American troops to prepare for deployment. He's hinting at possibly sending up to 50,000 soldiers. The Pentagon is on standby for Eastern Europe. NATO is sending jets and ships. What's causing Putin to take his country to the brink of war? All I can say is one word, power. Christians in Ukraine worried. We must all at least now join them in prayer. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, where we get to share together the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. Honesty is the best policy. Now, I really do have to be honest with you. I don't know who first coined that phrase. Maybe someone who had been lied to a lot. I don't know. But it really isn't bad advice, though. You and I have been talking, if you've listened to earlier programs, about how we can go deeper in our Christian walk. We've even talked about despairing of ever making progress in our own spiritual strength. We've thought about our justification and how Christ makes us right with God. We've looked at our union with Christ and how that comforts us and strengthens us as the Holy Spirit makes us more and more Christ-like. But on these minutes together today, we're going to think about our Christian life from a slightly different perspective, honesty. After all, we should remember that Christians don't just have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Those of us who are trusting in Jesus also have a relationship with other Christians. And that's exactly where honesty comes in. So we're going to look at the first epistle of John. We're going to learn more about the importance of living and loving in Christian community. Christ loves us deeply, so we can love others deeply as well. Now, if you're reading through the Bible in 90 days with me, you would come to 1 John on day 86. In fact, you're almost done by the time you read this little letter. And if you haven't already joined me in this three-month challenge, it's still not too late to start. Contact us today. See the Bible from the 30,000-foot level. And when you do that, I know it'll help you see the great story of redemption found in God's Word. It'll change your life in amazing ways. After the program, I want to send you a copy of a special Bible with the 90-day reading plan built in, showing you where to start and stop every day. Plus, it comes with slightly larger print, and it's a thin-lined Bible that makes it easier to take wherever you go. So you can call us after the program at 800 654 2836 800-65-HAVEN, or visit our website 
Sign up for our free weekly email with tips and encouragement for each week's reading. You can also download a free reading plan bookmark so you can start today with your own Bible that you already have at home. And then make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just as we get started, we still have the book and the audio book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners by Dane Ortland. This book helped me understand better my union with Christ, and it will the same for you. It'll show us how this knowledge can bring change in your daily walk with your Savior. Ask about it when you call or listen to the audiobook sample when you visit online. And now, let's go to the Newsboys and hear from their Restart album. In this time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation When all is dark you help
Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. song is called We Believe by the Newsboys here on Haven Today. The Apostles' Creed set to music on a program called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. Well, remember the words of the Apostle John in 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10? Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light. Now that only makes sense, doesn't it? How can you love Christ and hate his bride? Or to put it another way, how can you be part of the body of Christ, but be rebelling against the rest of the body? I realize that many people have been terribly hurt at the hands of those who call themselves Christians. We cannot ignore that, and we shouldn't minimize it either. One of the saddest things in all history is how unchristlike many followers of Christ have been to each other and to those who don't believe in Jesus. One of the worst things we can do is use verses like these in 1 John to guilt people into being sinned against again and again. But there's another side, too. Something much better. Maybe you've heard this saying, too. I've used it on the air. There is no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. Now, maybe you remember that old TV show from the 50s. I certainly saw reruns. Or maybe you're too young. I'm honestly not sure if we could even find old episodes still today. But the saying means something very simple. No Christian can make it on their own. And we aren't supposed to be loners either. Again and again, the Bible tells us that Christ has saved a people, a group of saved sinners who have a deeper connection than age, gender, location, ethnicity, or politics. In fact, what is one of the most famous biblical words for the people of God? Well, Scripture tells us that the church is the body of Christ, But what the Bible never says is that we are all the same. After all, there are differences in the same body. Hands, feet, kidneys. We've all heard someone say, I'm all thumbs or I have two left feet. They don't have these exact problems, of course. But what they mean is that the body parts they do have don't always function the way they want them to function. So why make little comments like this? Well, because we all know that we need different body parts to do different things. But those differences don't mean that these parts are not united in one body. 
If you're reading through the Bible in 90 days, like I am, it'll be a while before you get to Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. But let's look at chapter 4 of this letter. The Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write these words, speaking the truth in love. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Famous verses, aren't they? Growing together as a body, and of course, Christ is our head. And he is the one who gives us life and strength to grow. We talked about this all last week, but did you notice those words at the beginning of the passage, speaking the truth in love? Honesty, love, that's how the body is supposed to be. That's what Christians are called to do with each other. And I don't just mean honesty in the little things. That's important, of course. But I want us to think about something here, something that might be a little uncomfortable. As Christians, we have to be honest about our sins. Let's listen to the words of another apostle, John, going back to his first letter. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, that's one of those passages that really strikes you, doesn't it? At least it strikes me, and I guess I I can't really speak for you, but right there, We have the hope of the gospel, the good news found only in Jesus. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we admit our sinfulness, if we repent, if we believe the gospel. Do you see what's at work here? Lying by claiming that we are without sin shows that we don't have the truth in us. Oftentimes, Christians are portrayed in the world as if we're self-righteous folk who think we're better than everyone else. I'm ashamed to say that often that's a true picture. But what is Christianity, really? Well, in a very real way, Christianity is a recognition that we aren't any better than anyone else. We are all sinners. We all deserve God's wrath, and we have all broken his law countless times. And what John is telling us here is that honesty is the best policy. After all, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There is no greater humility than recognizing our sin, realizing that we can't do anything about it and taking it to Jesus by repenting. But if we confess our sins to Jesus, doesn't it make sense that we would also be honest about them with our brothers and sisters in Christ? It isn't very pleasant to be honest about our sins and our failings with others. We're really trained to not be honest 
wouldn't you say? After all, when someone asks us, how are you? The answer is always supposed to be, I'm doing great. But are we really doing well all the time when we respond that way? The church is a place for broken, needy sinners. In fact, if we weren't broken, needy sinners, Jesus wouldn't have come in the first place. He wouldn't have needed to live and die and rise again for us if we were all doing well. And so there's one thing we don't want to do. We don't want to give the impression that we don't need his grace and mercy. We want to be honest with each other. And that doesn't mean we tell everyone about every single one of our sins. You know, the famous reformer Martin Luther was once a monk, and he got under the skin of his priest. You see, Luther would confess his sins, and I don't just mean the big ones. He would confess everything. It would take hours and hours. He had a bad understanding of God's love and grace through Christ. So he would confess for large parts of the day, hoping to get God's forgiveness by telling his sins that way. Well, we don't want to do that. Luther said later, you didn't need to do that, to go to each other and unload every single thing we've done today or this week or this month or our entire life. But we do want to be honest with each other. And we do want to hold each other up in our weakness. After all, we're family. We're a body. This is a part of the fellowship that we have with each other. Have you ever sinned against a brother or sister? Be honest with them. Repent to them. Ask for their forgiveness. Seek out reconciliation. This COVID-19 pandemic has taught us all about the problems of being alone, hasn't it? It isn't how we were created to be. Remember, it wasn't good for man to be alone. And it isn't good for a Christian to be alone either. We need to be with each other. And we need to be honest with one another. We've heard these words from 1 John about being honest about our sins. Confessing to Jesus. But how does this little epistle begin? Do you remember? We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. The forgiveness of the gospel is the only true motivation for honesty with each other. Only when we know that God has justified us in Christ Can we be free to be honest with each other? After all, we're no longer pretending that we're making it on our own. Why don't we just take a moment together and pray? Lord, we want to be honest with you first and foremost. But from your word, you tell us we need to be honest, especially with fellow brothers and sisters. We need to admit that we are sinners And we don't get everything right. And were it not for Christ dying on the cross to save us from our sins, there would be absolutely no way out. Teach us that. And teach us to love and serve each other. And to do so with all our hearts 
has forgiven sinners. We pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Truth is harder than a lie. The dark seems safer than the light. And everyone has a heart that loves to hide. I'm a mess and so are you. We've built walls nobody can get through. Yeah, it may be hard, but the best thing we could ever do, ever do, bring it back. Francesca Battistelli, and if we're honest, on this Haven Today, I'm Charles Morris. Since we're talking about honesty, I'm going to be honest with you. Reading through the Bible in 90 days does have challenges. I make it sound easy, but it's not always easy. To carve out the time for some of us with busy schedules can be hard, but I'm sticking to the task. Even when I've fallen a couple of days behind already and then have to catch up later. But let me be frank. It's so worth it to see the Bible from the 30,000-foot level, to see God's goodness to his people who are not good, to better understand God's plan of redemption from Genesis to Revelation. All of this is used by the Lord to remind me how much I need Jesus. What a refreshment to see the Bible at this level. 
And I know this will be a special blessing for you as well. So to help you stay on task, we have a special Bible with the 90-day reading plan built into it, showing you where to start and where to finish each day. It comes with slightly larger print that will help you read through it quickly. It's a slim book format that's easy to take with you wherever you go. I've heard of people reading this while they were doing their laundry or waiting to pick up their kids. I was with a group of five people in Israel once who were reading it all the way through. Or you could be sitting on the porch or taking it on a hike with you. No matter how you use it, I want to send you this Bible today for your gift to the ministry. Our number to call right now is 800 654 2836. 865 Haven. Or go visit our website, make your gift there, and ask for the special Bible there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly Bible in 90 Days encouragement email and download the free Bible reading plan bookmark so you can get started right away or use your own Bible. And if you want us to just mail you the reading plan on a bookmark, ask about that when you call. And just before we go, earlier I told you about Pastor Dane Ortland's new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. We still have the book and also the audiobook for your gift to the ministry. I know it'll help you better understand your union with Christ and grow in your walk with Him. Ask about it when you call or read more about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's hard to imagine, but before the Lord created the world, there was nothing, not even noise, silence, overwhelming silence, and then God spoke and everything changed. Genesis 1 tells us that the Lord simply used His voice to create everything we see. His voice broke the silence and brought forth the entire universe This is the Lord's way, speaking life into the darkness. Fast forward thousands of years, the people of Israel were sitting in silence, no word from the Lord for hundreds of years, overwhelming silence, and then the Lord spoke, Jesus Christ, the word broke into the silence to bring forth eternal life. From his first to his last word, the Lord has been creating life and darkness. Spend time with Jesus every day. Go to getanchored.com.